Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God. Jesus, it's you that we seek to see. We thank you, Lord, for this time together tonight. We just ask your blessing on the word, that it may reach the hearts, that it may inspire the hearts to tell others of you. How can we know you and not tell others of your love? How wonderful you are. We just thank you, Lord, for this time together, and we just give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. I have a short clip to show you, and then we'll get into my message. Yes, Commissioner. <laughs> Sarah, get me the Bluebird Diner. I'll use brown, right? So Jake, brown! Lexington, 93 wide! Kansas, Kansas! Seattle Tiger! Arizona! Nebraska, 642 Prancer! Omaha! Quaker, Omaha! There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. So here we have seen some examples of people getting the call or a call. What we look for is how they respond to the call. Do they take action? Do they answer back? Do they think upon what they have heard? Or do they ignore the call altogether? I thought ignoring Godzilla would be insane. Coming up, I will dramatize my testimony about this. First, I wanted to thank the leadership of Crossfields for allowing me to give you the word tonight. And I wanted it to, if I could, to dedicate it to my friend whose wake we just went to see, John Kopsko. He always admired people who could speak about the Lord. Um, he didn't have that, that gift, he thought. But uh, I wanted to dedicate it for, to John tonight. Um, I want to do an example for you guys tonight. So let me, um, let me call somebody. Hi. It's it's God. Andy, are you busy? Could you come up to the pulpit? Thank you. Bye. Okay. Um Arnie, could you come up here, for, please? Would you follow me? You want me to follow you? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, texting. That's a gift. Let's see. 
come forward. Takes, takes a little while. Okay. And there's one more example. Okay, it's, this is called an object lesson. So the object lesson was to show you how different ways you can call people. God calls people in different ways also. Now, when you have believers in front of you, guys, you can turn around. What you should see is Jesus. Amen? So what we were looking for there is Christ-likeness. We surrender to his will, his word, this way. We shall become as he, reflecting the Savior to a lost world. Our first scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 47-49, says, The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is, of, is the Lord, from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also those who are made of dust. As it is the heavenly man, so are also those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we also bear the image of the heavenly man. Then we go to 2 Corinthians 3.18. which says, But we all, with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. In Colossians 3.10, it asks us to put on the new man. In 1 John 3.2, it says, But we know that when he shall appear, this is great right here, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So what do you see before you? We saw five representations of of believers in Christ to reflect Jesus. It is very simple, really. You, You call out to someone and they respond. That's the beginning of the timeshare between two individuals. Unless they don't respond. Like when an invitation is given at the end of the service and people are wrestling with themselves in the pew. You don't see it, but inside there is conflict. For you movie fans, in Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader's standing there in his, his armor. And his son Luke, who's handcuffed next to him, says, I feel the conflict in you, sir, uh, 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 father. And uh, Vader says very deeply, there is no conflict. And he's lying. There's a lot of conflict. But tonight, let's focus on those who do respond to the call. Second Timothy 1.9. It says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling? Then we can go to First uh, Peter 5.10. 
But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. We have something remarkable going on here, even to this very day. The creator of everything, the Most High, the Sovereign God, is calling, actually speaking to us. We, the people, right here, right now, have you heard him? In Romans 10, 13, the scripture says, For whosoever or whoever shall call, that's a shout, a whisper, a cry, upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You, me, them, anyone, God is waiting to hear from you. Have you spoken to him? Not in in dissatisfaction, not in anger, but in reverence. How do you approach God? Well, how do you like to be approached? When I call out to you, your response shows me how to approach you. Are you hearing me? In Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith comes by the hearing and by hearing of the word of God. In 1982, I exiled myself from all I knew, family, friends, and God. I ran away from my troubles. I became a runaway, a prodigal. I enlisted in the army. I didn't tell anybody. Four years, I thought I was keeping my dad, who had a bad heart health-wise, from the stress that I caused. Instead of running to my father... Like Jonah, I ran the other way. I did accept Jesus as my Savior in 1978, but that is far, that's as far as I went with it. I had motives, you see. The parents of the girl I was seeing at the time told me that if I wanted to see her, I would have to become a believer in Christ. So I did. All for the wrong reasons. No reverence to him, no love to him, No service to him. I did not study his word, but I was attracted to it. I had been since I was 11 or 12 years old. But that's another story. So here I was, exiled by choice, because the young lady and I had broken up. At the time, she had made the right decision. But I was selfish and immature and didn't love her as I should have, so I left home. I enlisted in the U.S. Army and went to South Carolina first, Fort Ord in Monterey, California, for two and a half years, and then two years in Germany. Bamberg was the town. I remember my first Christmas in Germany on Christmas Eve, guarding the motor pool. That's where the tanks are kept. And hearing the church bells ring at midnight down in the town. It was very, very beautiful and serene, but it was also very lonely all by myself, by choice, remember? We can make some bad decisions in our life. Can't we? Our thinking gets foggy, and we rely on ourselves and how we look at things. But without God in our lives, we don't see clearly. The Bible always shows us the way. Would things be different today had I not put myself in exile? Nobody knows but God. But I can tell you this, God does not abandon you, ever. I've heard this directly 
from him in recent times. I asked him to be with me when I lost my job of 20 years. And as I was sitting on a bench in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, I just said, Lord, please be with me. And that voice came to me and said, I'm always with you. And I knew that. He waits for us. He longs to be active in our lives. On a dark, snowy night in the town of Bamberg, I walked the streets alone with a few beers in me. God saw fit to get my attention, to get me out of my dark cloud and recall me to life. Recall to life. That's a chapter title from Charles Dickens' The Tale of Two Cities. Jesus called me that night. Me, somebody that no one wanted. As far as I saw, I think it was late 1985. As I walked the streets that night, alone and dejected, lost, feeling everything I had done to myself, I knew at that moment he was watching me. I felt it. I knew I should have known better. I think back home or somewhere somebody was praying for me. Maybe even my ex-girlfriend's parents, I can't say. But her dad was a great man of faith. Thank God for prayer warriors that don't give up on us. So as I walked, I thought of my situation. The anger boiled over. I felt God watching me. I walked up to one of the many steeples in the church, churches in that town. It was painted gold with lights illuminating it. I walked up to the steeple, face to the wall. It's a picture. This is the wall of the steeple. And I walked up to it, and I looked all the way to the top. And I screamed. I screamed at God of all creation. I screamed at the one who died in my place on the cross. I screamed at the babe of Christmas. I screamed at love. In hurt anger, I had had enough, even though I did it all by myself. And what did I scream? I screamed, what do you want from me? And before I was even done with that scream, he answered me. I heard him in my head. How could that be? Even before the last word of that scream had left my lips, he was answering me. In a soft voice, the whole world could hear. In a still, small voice. And as he said what, I, what he had said, as he spoke it, I knew what he wanted from me. God, dis, God said to me, he wanted me. I understood completely. I've been listening in church. I wasn't committed, but I've been listening. My ears were open now. My heart started to heal at that moment. That's how God works. If you're listening to me, say amen. amen. At that moment, I was drunk no more. No beer can drown out, the God, out God's calling. At that moment in my life, everything changed. Praise God. No more running from him. Run to him. 
I wanted to come home. I'm a little bit like Jeremiah in as far as weeping. God's word is very powerful and it really, it really tenders my heart. I had wanted to come home for so long and he knew this. Trust him. Vince Gill, a country singer, sings a song called When I Call Your Name. Nobody answers when I call your name. Now that's lonely. Have you ever felt that way? Does, does God ever feel that lonely? When he calls out to the many unsaved people he loves, when they don't answer back, does God feel alone? Well, he did create us for companionship. Do you ever think of his feelings? Of what Jesus felt on the cross? Dying for you? In your place? So much to consider. So much to learn. God called to Adam in Genesis 3.9. Let me turn that to that for you. Genesis 3.9. says, then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? That was after Adam sinned. God called to Hagar in Genesis 21, 17. And God heard the voice of the lad and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw the well of water, and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt." God called to Abraham in Genesis 22, verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, here am I. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld with your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him, was a ram caught in the thicket of it by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. God took and substituted a sacrifice, just like he did with Jesus. In 22.13, oh, I read that, okay, 16. Verse 16, and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. God did not withhold his son. God did this. Recently, been hearing a lot about Aaron Rodgers and his lack of faith. And I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's getting the full story. He's not reading the whole book. That's why it's important, as all your pastors here tell you, You just don't read little bits and pieces here and there. You can't just pick and choose. You must read it all from cover to cover. Not just once. 
God called to Moses in Exodus 19.20. Then the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain. And Moses went up. That's where he gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Jesus called the twelve in Mark 6, verse 7. And he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. He called them to be effective for the kingdom. God, Jesus called out to Lazarus. Even the dead hear God. To raise the dead, glorifying the Father, to raise one whom he lost and loved. Jesus did this. Jesus called me to tell others of him, of his love, and how he saves. That the best thing, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And to be standing here tonight before you doing it is just, just a blessing. And it also shows me how hard it really is to do. You got some good pastors here, let me tell you. Jesus did this by the word, by speaking, by living what he said he would do. Paul, who was Shaul, enemy of Yahweh, was called by Jesus, Jesus himself. Blinded by Jesus' glorified body, the Shekinah glory, blinding and knocking Saul to the ground off his horse. But if you look at this closely, Jesus did not just call Paul from heaven. He personally came before Saul in all his glory. This was Saul who persecuted the church, killed Christians, imprisoned Christians. And Jesus is right before him. And Saul knew who he was. Saul was a very educated man. Do you know him? If you don't, would you like to? In Romans 1.6, it says, Among whom you also are called of Jesus Christ. The called of Jesus Christ. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Not to my purpose, not our purpose, his purpose. That's the difference. Galatians 5.13. Galatians 5.13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty... Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. That's his purpose. Have you been called unto liberty? In Galatians 5.16, As many as walk according to this rule, peace upon mercy be upon them and upon Israel of God. But... By walking in the Spirit. Remember, it's Christ's likeness we seek to become as Jesus, to show others Jesus, to give them the way, the truth, and the life, 
Follow him. Don't follow me. Follow him and him alone. Become the word of God. In Second Thessalonians 1.11, Be worthy of his calling, that the name of your Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, in him and you, according to the grace of our God and love, God and Lord Jesus Christ. Thank the Lord I did not miss his call to me. Thank God I did not delete his call. I did not ignore his call. In his timing, I answered his call. And now over 30 years plus, just as my wife, God blessed me with, I serve Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. And I praise him for not abandoning me. I heard his voice. If you haven't heard, you can. We at Crossfields can guide you. Are you listening? Say amen. Amen. When Jesus looked at Saul, he knew Paul already. We all have hidden potential. Revelation 19.13 says, He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. He calls to you. This is God's Word. Let's pray. You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfields. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have children's church for all ages, in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.